Welcome to the Horizon Church Podcast. God is doing incredible things in Tampa. Learn more about us at horizontampabay.com. We hope you find today's message inspiring and encouraging. Let's dive in. Good. I'm Erica Allen. Good morning. My name is Chris. I'm one of the pastors here at at Horizon. We haven't had the chance to meet. Uh, I'm so thankful that you have joined us today for worship. Um, If this is your first time, we are just so excited that you're here spending this time with us. Um, If you've been coming for a few months, and might I even say maybe a year now, um, Eric and I are just so thankful that you believe in this vision of shining light and igniting change that that, that Jesus is going to make a difference in our lives and in the lives of this city. And so we are just thankful that, that you have, are here with us and thankful that um, you continue to be present and serve alongside us. Uh, we're at the last week of, of a series called Love TPA, Love Tampa. Um, and we've been talking about how um, we give thanks and we serve this city in so many ways. And so uh, this, this week, we're our last week is going to be talking about how we influence others around us. And I know we have some proud North Carolinians here, um, and Erica being one of them. And if, if you didn't pick up already from Erica, she has a, a, a strong uh, North Carolina accent um, that she's very proud of. And this past week, our, our son uh, David is uh, almost three years old, and he, he talks up a storm. And one of the things that he has, has quickly picked up from Erica is this accent. And so if you're worried about your child losing that, that North Carolina accent and not getting passed on to the next generation, it, it is very possible. Because David now, one of his favorite things is to say, can we go to the park now? And I, it sounds like now has like five or six syllables in it. And I'm like, it's a three-letter word, David. Just say now. I want to go to the park now. Like I'd rather be angry and say it. Can we go to the park now? Erica had an influence on David, and if you've uh, are anything familiar with uh, how, how times have changed, um, there's a whole field of prof- a whole profession of people that are social media influencers, um, and these people they they literally influence how our our behaviors around beauty, the things that we eat, how we um, how we work out, how we uh, parent. Even there are parenting influencers. Um, these people are paid to literally post pictures on Instagram to tweet certain products. Um, some of the most famous ones are the whole family uh, of the Kardashians and the Jenners. Um, they can get upwards of half a million dollars for a tweet or a post. So we're, look, we're literally looking at about $1,000 a character that people are paid to post something online. And I found some interesting statistics this week. Uh, 86% of teens are actually aiming to be a social media influencer, which is really interesting. And just this week, actually, the, F, um, the Federal um, Communications Division actually put out new regulations that, that things that are actually paid advertisements by like individuals have to have a disclaimer that they're actually an ad because um, the lines between what someone is just posting and what is actually being paid for is beginning to be blurred. And if you thought your Instagram account was really cool when you had like four or 500 followers, there's also a cat that I found this week. Um, 
you might want to go follow uh, the real Grumpy Cat. Um, so Grumpy Cat actually passed away this spring, but still has a, an active account. Um, ha you can actually buy Grumpy Cat brand uh, cat food at, at um, like Chewy.com. It has a sponsorship. And Grumpy Cat has over 2 million followers. So if you thought your four or 500 was pretty good, um, Grumpy Cat has more. And so what is it to influence? To influence is to, to have the capacity to have an effect on the character, the development, or the behavior of someone else. And while we may not be paid, while we may not have 2 million followers on Instagram, we have families, we have coworkers, we have friends, we have neighbors that we're in relationship with that we can have an effect on the character and behavior of. The capacity to have an effect on the character, the behavior of someone else. That's what it means to be an influencer, and that's something that we all have. One of the most influential people in the, in the Bible, I think, other than maybe Jesus or Paul, is a guy named Moses. Uh, he was kind of a big deal. There's even a couple movies made about him. Um, depending on what generation, you might know him as Charles and Heston, or if you're a little younger, you may know him as the animated one. But here's the thing about Moses. He was not that quite as gifted as we think he was. He was not perfect at all. His story started out as an orphan. He started out life as an orphan. And then when he was a young man, he murdered someone else. And he fled. And he fled. And for 40 years, he worked as a shepherd, a lowly shepherd, a job not many people wanted. And then you may know this part of the story. One day when he was working as a shepherd, there was a burning bush. And God spoke to him and said, I want to use you to influence others, to lead the people out of slavery in Egypt. I want to use you, Moses. And he came up with that whole list of reasons of why he couldn't do it. I'm kind of shy, and I have this stuttering problem, and it's not for me. It's not for me. You don't know my history, God. And yet, God uses Moses. God uses Moses to lead the people out of slavery in Egypt. Moses was absolutely average best. Average at best. But yet, because God is God, God did something incredible to influence the people through the life of Moses. And here's the thing. We all have that capacity to influence. We all have that capacity. The capacity to have effect on the character of another. The effect to have on the behavior of another person, on somebody else. We all have that and this series has been, how are we going to use that influence on this city, on our neighbors, our friends, our coworkers, our family? And so we're going to look at this story from Exodus chapter 17. If you've got your Bible with you, I invite you to open it up. Um, if you use your phone, feel free to pull it out, look it up on the Bible app. Because um, I think there's something special that happens, that God speaks to us when we open it up and we, we see it in front of you. If you don't have your Bible with you, if you don't have your phone... Um, it'll be on the screen as well. So we'll be at in Exodus chapter 17. And so what's going about to happen in this story 
is there a foreign group of people that are, are coming to attack Moses and the Israelites as they're traveling. And so Moses tells Joshua to get some people ready to go defend themselves. And while you're fighting, I'm going to go on top of a hill and I'm going to hold my staff up. And this staff represented the presence of God amongst the people. And Moses goes up on top of the hill while they're fighting and holds the staff up to remind the people that God is present with them. Even in this battle, God was present. And so let us start off at chapter, at verse 9. So Moses said to Joshua, Choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hand, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hand grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held up his hands one on each side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. So Joshua prepares the men to go out and fight, to defend themselves. And Moses goes up on top of the hill and holds the staff of God up. And if you've ever held your hand up for a little while, and you keep holding it up, and you know that feeling when it gets shaky. You've done one too many push-ups. You've had to lug that screaming three-year-old that's throwing a temper tantrum to the car, and you're not sure if you're going to just drop him on his head when your arms are just shaking. That's what Moses was going through. He kept trying to hold it up. He kept trying to hold up that staff, and he got tired. And Aaron and her got on each side of him, and held him up, held up his arms, so that even when he got weary and tired, he could hold it up. And they sat him down on a rock, so he had a sure foundation. This is a powerful story that stayed with me for a while now. I never understood this role of Aaron and her until um, this summer. I was reading this passage, and it just continues to speak to me. It's a powerful story that we got to have people on each side of us in our lives. The first thing about influence, the first truth from this story is we can't do it alone. Influence is not something that we can do alone. We cannot do it by ourselves. Despite what all the grammar people in the room might say right now, influence does not start with an I. We can't do it alone. You see the thing, we, we see Moses, we see that successful person. The person we may even envy a little bit. They seem like they have it all together. They've got a great job, their family life is going well. They're rising up that ladder. They've achieved everything that we want. And we see that person and we, we see just that one person, don't we? And we begin to tell ourselves this narrative of how great that person must be. But we forget so quickly the people that have held their arms up along the way 
right? We forget the people that have mentored them, the people that have walked beside them through those hard times. When everything said they wanted to put their arms down and give up, our whole culture wants us to just see Moses holding up his arms and being successful. And we want to forget about Aaron and her on each side. Influence takes more than one person. So who is holding up your arms? Who's walking beside you? We need people around us, no matter whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a banker, or you're retired. You can't do it alone. You need people around you. You need people holding up your arms. All of us want to have influence. All of us want to have an effect on the behavior, on the character of someone else. If we're going to be those kind of people, we've got to have people holding up our arms. So the first truth is we can't do it alone. We need other people around us. The second truth from this story is you're going to get tired. You're going to get tired. Moses could only hold his arm up for so long before he needed someone else to help him. Before he needed someone else to hold him up. Moses gets tired. And the thing I love about this story is Aaron and her don't even ask. They just walk right up to him and they sit him down on a rock. Because they know that their friend is tired. They know he's worn out. And they know he needs a little help. When, when do we get tired? When are we just a little worn out? When do we grow weary? Is it every day in this battle called life? And I'm only, only half joking, right? Don't we feel that? Almost every day we get a little worn out. Life can be tough. And that's why we need close friends around us to encourage us. We need close friends around us to say, are you doing okay? We need close friends to cheer us on. We need close friends to listen to us. We need close friends to tell us those hard truths in life. We need close friends that say, take care of yourself. We need close friends to say, I love you. And I love you so much, I'm going to sit you down right here on this rock. We need close friends to say, God is with you. How can I pray for you? We need close friends on each side of us that say, I'm tired of seeing you make the same stupid mistakes over and over again. When, can we, when can't we hold ourselves up when we get tired? And we're going to get tired. And that's why we need people are holding us up on each side. There's a story in the New Testament of Jesus out on the water and Peter and the disciples are in a boat and Jesus calls Peter to, to take a step out of the boat to take a step on the water and Peter gets out of the boat and he takes a couple of steps and then he starts getting scared and nervous about what he's really doing and here's the thing Peter got out of the boat. He took a step. But all the other disciples were still in the boat. 
There was no one walking alongside him. And that's what happen, happens in our lives when we don't have somebody walking alongside us. The third truth from the story of Moses is Aaron and her challenge Moses to step out of the boat. To step out of the boat. To trust God even more. When everything said, just put your arms down, Moses, just see what happens. You're tired. It's not a big deal. Aaron and her said, don't quit. Don't give up. Keep going. Keep on pressing. God wants to use you. And God is using you right now. God wants to use you in ways that you can't even imagine. So we're going to help you hold your arms up. We're going to come alongside you because we see that you're tired. You're going to take a step. You're going to go a step further than you think, Moses. Trust Jesus. Get out of the boat. Keep going, Moses. But so often in our lives, we want to play it safe. And I, I think Christians are maybe the worst at this. We want to play it safe. We get comfortable. But the call to the disciples was to drop your nets and follow me. To leave behind your family business and follow me. Leave it all behind and follow me. That was a big step out of the boat. So how are we going to use our influence? When we've got people around us, when we've got people that are saying, I know you're tired and I'm going to support you through this, how are we going to use our influence? Are we going to use it for good? Are we going to use it to make a difference? Are we going to use it for some purpose? Are we going to use it for our community? Are we going to use it for the people that we love in Tampa? Are we going to use it for our own little empire, our bank account, our Instagram followers? How are we going to use our influence? If you keep going in this story, in verse 15, Moses built an altar and called it, the Lord is my banner. The Lord is my banner. He builds an altar and he calls it, the Lord is my banner. And you see the thing here is, when a people in this time would, would go into battle, they would often carry a, a banner, a flag, something made out of wood or metal that would signify who they were. And Moses builds this altar to say, the Lord is my banner. Jesus is my banner. This is what we're all about. This is where our allegiance lies. This is who we're following. The Lord is my banner. So what's on your banner? What is on your banner? Is it your job? Is it your position? Maybe it's something like your house, your car. It could even be something really good, like your kids. What's on your banner? For this church, 
Eric and I pray every day that Horizon's banner is not Horizon itself, that our banner is not Erica and Chris, but we want Horizon's banner to be Jesus. Our allegiance is to Jesus. We're following Jesus. Jesus, be on my banner. Who and what is on your banner? Join me in prayer. God of grace, we pray that you would continue to move in us. There are so many ways that we know that we could influence the behaviors, the characters of others. And yet we work so diligently to build up our own little empire. God, free us from those things. Free us from the ways that we put other things in front of you. God, we thank you for your grace that says that we are forgiven and loved. Free us today to again follow you more faithfully. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Horizon Church Podcast. If you are in the Tampa area, consider joining us one Sunday. You can also be a part of shining light and igniting change by financially supporting the ministries of Horizon Church at horizontampabay.com slash giving. Thank you again for joining us.